for y'all's patience so we had decided to keep on doing the green room regardless of the spotify app working or not i am still working on finishing my app um hopefully it will be done by mid-august fingers crossed so we just decided i had talked about it on my last live stream that we can just move it to zoom and just do a public zoom just like we did for the green room and so in here, there's a chat room. There's like a little chat box, shocking chat as well. Um, also, please make sure um, that your names, that you guys have usernames. So if you're in here under iPhone user or Samsung, please change it to a username so that we can address you as such. But um, so we had to talk about a lot of stuff. A lot of people have been wanting me to do the call-in shows so I really want to get back to that. You guys do not have to come on camera. I'm not coming on camera. Just look at this like it's just a regular green room. Don't even think about it as Zoom. And everything that's recorded in here, this is going to be public. So it will be posted onto Spotify later on. So just treat it like what we do on the green room. We're just in a different space. Capiche? All right. So um, I also have Marquise. She's here co-hosting with me. So Marquise, my co-host for the day. Yeah. And um, Marquise, are you there? Yes, I'm here. Hey, y'all. Hey. <laughs> Discord know who I am. <laughs> so a lot of people have been wanting me to do a call-in show concerning like just all of the drama that's been going on on social media. And so this is our first time back. I want to take at least an hour to talk about all of the issues that happened last week with the whole trans conversation. Um, things definitely got to a head. It was a lot of back and forth, a lot of drama um, concerning Jess Hilarious and what she had to say. So we're gonna take the first hour to talk about that. You guys are free to call in, give your opinions. We definitely wanna hear from people from the trans community as well. I know we have a few members in here. So definitely feel free to speak. Um, but let's also keep it respectful. You know what I'm saying? We can all get our points across without being demeaning or, you know, calling names and things like that. And then the second half of the green room, we're going to be talking about all of the Lizzo drama. So yeah, we're going to get into some stuff today. So let's go ahead and with people already asking in the chat, honey, what did Jess Hilarious say? So I'm going to go ahead and share my screen with you on the cool thing about Zoom. Y'all can see my screen, unlike the green room. So this is what happened. This was all the drama that went down last week. What I mean when the transphobia just comes out, the audacity and just the, the, the arrogance for fifth women who believe that they own periods, that they own womanhood, you don't. Okay, you don't own periods. You don't own womanhood. You experience both, and both are different for every person. But as a cis woman, it doesn't belong to you, so you can't gatekeep it. Like, hello? Hello. Who the fuck is going to stand up for us? <laughs> Who the fuck stands up for us? And us... I mean women, real women, biological women, women who were born with all the parts that you guys wish that you were. Um, when does the delusion stop? What is the difference between 
um, you and someone who has been um, diagnosed to be mentally insane. What's the, the only difference is you don't have a straight jacket on. Stop talking out your fucking ass. Wake up. How are you projecting your anger on real women? Because we are the gatekeepers. We are the gatekeepers for periods. We the only one that fucking bleed, honey. We the only ones that can give birth. We make y'all people. We make y'all. Y'all come from us. You can't be us. You will never. You're chasing something you'll never, ever get. You'll never be that. Like, hello? All right. So y'all just heard that. And so, again, this caused a lot of controversy, a lot of back and forth. Uh, Jess was accused by many of being transphobic. Um, Other people in the trans community were speaking out. It got so bad. Laverne Cox was out here crying. Uh, even the Beagle folks got involved. Y'all know Beagle, honey. That's a that's a ratchet app. Uh, we're gonna go ahead and and listen to Cherry Boom. She's a very popular trans girl, um, Beagle, and this is what she had to say. Um, here we go. Happy. A lot of that. No, let's use the. Let me let me refresh it. Okay. The bug. A lot of cisgender women are just unhappy. A lot of that, no, let's use the term that they love. A lot of real women are really unhappy. A lot of real women are really unhappy. A lot of real women are really insecure. And a lot of real women are really bothered that trans women really look better than they really do. Since they really want this real word, bitch, you can have it. Girl, you can have it. Girl, it's not my fault that you mistaken my happiness and my femininity as a challenge. Sweetie. When I was identifying how feminine I was and how far I wanted to go and how I wanted my inside to match my outside had nothing to do with you. Okay? Because it seems like y'all only have so much to say when it comes to competition. It really seems like y'all only have so much to say when it comes to tearing somebody else down. Girl, don't nobody want to be you. Girl, don't nobody want to be you. Let's be clear, Miss Thing. A lot of you don't want to be you. Bitch, I speak very frequently and openly about my penis, about the type of sex I have, about the type of men that I'm attracted to. Girl, don't nobody want to be you? Y'all are just mad that people are really out here moving and happy, and y'all are really mad that people are being mistaken for you and getting more respect than you do. That has nothing to do with us. That is not a reason why you should be disrespecting us and, and, and trying to make it a big thing. Girl, don't nobody want no period. Don't nobody want no motherfucking kids, because a lot of you hoes don't want no kids. A lot of y'all only having these motherfucking kids to keep a man around. A lot of y'all only having motherfucking kids because you're trying to make your mom and daddy happy. A lot of y'all are married or, or not even married, but the ones that are getting married are motherfucking married to a man that don't respect you, probably beat you, don't give you the compliment, don't treat you like the real woman that you are, so why are you really mad at us? All right. So when I tell you it got crazy on social media last week, it was nuts. The back and forth, the folks just dragging each other, honey. You know what I'm saying? So this topic, um, you know, has caused a lot of issues for people. Um, so what did you feel, Marquis, when you first, like, watched all this play out? Girl, which part you want to start at? Let's, let's start where what it really started with, with this whole, we don't own womanhood and we don't own period. So please tell me what other species you know that be bleeding. Please let me know. What other species do you know that bleeds for X amount of months 
And the reason and the reason why we have periods is to cleanse our system so we can have children. Like it's, it, it goes hand in hand. So I'm, I'm, I'm I, mm, a woman means womb, womb, womb man. That's what woman means is because we have a womb. So I'm confused on how we don't own periods. Like we trying to be gatekeepers of something we don't want. You think I want to sit here and be bedridden for two fucking days? You think I want to sit here and, 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 and be in cruciating pain for two days because they done took out my tubes after childbirth? childbirth. Do you really think that I want to go through that? Don't, do, don't you think that when my kids was going out of town, I wanted to bust it wide open for my man, but I can't because Mother Nature came. You think I really want that? All right. Um. <laughs> That's what I think about it. That you let's talk because let's talk about it for real. <laughs> because my thing is, it's one thing to be in our in our spaces, but it, you cannot be in our space and just disrespect and then be delusional about it. I'm not saying everything about their community is delusional. That's not what I'm saying at all. What I'm saying is to say that women don't own periods is delusional as hell because of the fact that we are the only ones that experience it. Am I, am I missing something? Because I could have sworn we were the only ones. I think so, their argument, I think part of their argument is that trans men, women who turn into men, that they also have periods as well. But again, when you think about that, it's almost an oxymoron because mm -hmm. if you turn and you're still having a period, then biologically you're still a woman. Right. So that's where, I, I guess that's where the conversation is going. And I think because of how people are having it and they're not having just honest dialogue, it does come off as very misogynistic. It does come off as, you know, attacking women because it's very easy to say that, you know, trans women look better than biological women. Well, when you get to pick and choose, you know, the perfect titties and the perfect waist and ass, and most women don't necessarily get that choice unless they go under plastic surgery, it's easy for you to look like a 10. Cause you picked yeah. everything. You get what I'm saying? Whereas yeah, and I see women, they have to deal with stuff, you know, and then as they age, they get older. So I think that's the part that where the disconnect is, where everybody mm -hmm. really gets offended because see, it's almost like it's always cute to drag and, and gag and disrespect, you mm -hmm. know, and it's all fun and kiki. But then when natural women pop back, then it's transphobia. Right. See, and then someone in your comments said women don't own periods. You are erasing trans men from saying that. We're not erasing anything. At the end of the day, the, the trans men are biologically a woman. And at, at the end of the day, they still own it because that's what they biologically are. So it, it's not that we're erasing a trans man. That's not what we're doing at all. But we're saying the foundation does own periods at the end of the day trans men that that's the foundation of them is a woman so they're going to experience something that a woman would experience even if they are a trans man they are still biologically a woman and that's why it keeps going just because you think that you're a woman and, and, and you feel that you're a woman, I mean, a man, I'm sorry you think that you're a man and you feel as though you're a man biologically your body is still saying Oh, you are a woman as much as you want to denounce your womanhood 
as a trans man. All go right, ahead. so let's go ahead. We're going to take calls. Please raise your hand. Um, we want to hear from people. We definitely, you know, like I said, this is open. Um, we have over 400 people in here already. So, you know, we want to hear from people from, you know, our backgrounds, trans, you know, whoever. I want people to speak. Hold on. I think I'm like the, on the fourth page. I'm sorry. Okay, I'm like way back here on this other page out. Okay. Let me go ahead and keep it to five minutes because we have a lot of people with their hands up. And like, again, just keep it, you know, respectful. Let I have me go my time ahead. cards. Um, bring on Jan Quisha. I think I said it right. Go ahead and unmute your mi microphone, Jan Quisha. Next, uh, Naja Ting. Go ahead and unmute your microphone. Hey. Hello. Hey, so there's so much I want to say about this whole conversation because I feel like I'm being gaslit. Like, I feel like I'm really being gaslit because I started peeping this whole trans, cis, biological woman, whatever you want to call it, since like last year around Roe v. Wade. And I'm hearing people say, oh, we can't say that Roe v. Wade is a woman's right issue. It's a, um, we have to change our language, say, oh, birthing person, uterus, however, all this dumb shit. Like, how are you going to come into our spaces and say what, how we define ourselves instead of allowing us to, you know, you say, I want to be she, her, I'm a woman, I'm this and that, we'll say, I'm a biological woman. I want to say woman, I don't want to say uterus, however, and birthing person. It's a problem. Like, I don't get that. So then now I'm seeing like more people starting to wake up and seeing, you know, that they're doing too much now. They're really trying to come into our spaces and dominate and try to redefine us because they feel, you know, I'm not, let me not say that, but because they have their own issues with their own whole, uh, sorry, their own journey to womanhood that they try to project onto us. Like, you can't do that. Because, you know, um, the the lady, the uh, lady that they were initially reacting to, they were saying, oh, um, trans women, I mean, no, I mean, cis women don't own womanhood. If we don't own it, then who does? Like, is it the lions, the tigers, the bears? If we don't own womanhood, then who owns womanhood? Like, how are you going to say who owns and who doesn't? That is, that's not fair on our part. And there people are saying that, oh, she was speaking in defense of trans men. But I've seen a video of that trans woman saying that. Why is it when cis trans women take the hormones and the pills and we experience all these symptoms, we can't call it a period? If you don't have a uterus, you cannot have a period regardless of what symptoms you're going through. It is not a period if you do not have a uterus. You need a uterus regardless of what you identify to have a period. Period point blank. And I'm very, I'm starting to see like, it's one thing for like the gay community, the trans community to, you know, back their own people. But now I'm seeing other cis women, biological women you know, joining in on, you know, downing and dragging just hilarious in defense of trans women. Like, like at the end of the day, I get that, you know, you want to be supportive of other communities, but trans women are going to support their own. If y'all are not going to well, support let's us, keep it real. Will. Let's talk about that. Let's keep it real. Is there really a sisterhood? I think no. that's the problem. Everybody mm -hmm. has in their mind that mm -hmm. biological, biological women have some type of sisterhood. There's not. Because like mm -hmm. I said, look how many times I've been drugged by that community. Who comes yep. up for me? No, because it's something I got to own. I my own. I take them hits, them death threats on my own. And it is what it is. Yep. You know? So there's really no sisterhood. So I'm not shocked when I see biological women laughing, kicking, and gagging along oh, when they drag other biological women. Yeah, let, me, let, me, let me tell you something. I'm sorry. I got to say this real mm -hmm. quick. Because I'm seeing people, you know, calling dress hilarious a man, call, making fun of her features. I'm like... We have these conversations about colorism and futurism and how we shouldn't, you know, down black women and how we need to, you know, say black is beautiful and not to, you know, drag our own community for our own futures. But then all of a sudden, 
you know, this, the girl from Pose, you know, the girl from Pose, that's like, oh, I'll give you a new way to bleed. Calling oh, her, yeah, oh, calling her a man and stuff. I'm like, I thought we weren't, I thought we were trying not to masculinize dark-skinned Black women. Why are y'all joining in on that? Make it make sense. And especially that Cherry Bloom girl that was on Umbigo, she be on Umbigo um, talking about burnt Black bitches and talking about Black women. I'm like, this is who y'all supporting. Trans women don't even, they not even, not only are these Black trans women, you know, running away from their male identity, they are, they're running away from their Blackness too, because they see a Black woman, a dark-skinned Black woman, and Cherry Bloom is on here coming some Black, burnt Black bitches. Are you like, are y'all serious? This is who y'all supporting? And when she was dragging, um, just hilarious, someone, don't nobody want to be you? You don't want to be, you don't even want to be you? Like, oh, honestly, what's the problem? She's not talking about me. I'm a biological Black woman. She's not talking about me because I'm not transphobic. But she's out here calling Black women burnt Black bitches. You step out of line, what the fuck is she going to say about you? Huh? You're going to be the same burnt bad blick, um, burnt Black bitch that she's calling just hilarious and all these other fucking Black women. So stay on cold. The very least you can do, like, I get it. I get it. You want to be supportive of this community, but we have to support our own first. Cause they don't give a flying fuck about us, and we don't. If they don't give a fuck about us, and we don't give a fuck about us, then who will? Who will? I'm sorry, um, I might be speaking too fast and running my words together, but this shit just it just gets me so tight because I feel I'm being gaslit so bad, and I feel like I have to you know disparage my own woman and you know leave my own identity to support somebody else's identity when they couldn't give a flying fuck about me. Like that's bullshit. Fuck that. Okay. I'm done. Thank I'm so tired. All right. Everybody gets five minutes. I might have to cut some of y'all off. Um, but, you know, she made her point. This is what it's about. We're going to have real dialogue. I want to hear from all sides. So feel free to call in. Um, let me go ahead. We got, we're trying to keep it to five minutes. I want to hear from everybody on this topic. I want to make it fair. Um, let me go ahead and bring on Robbie Nelson. Can you go ahead and unmute your microphone, Robbie? Hello. Can you hear me? I can. How are you? Hello, hi. Good to say. Good to hear from you again. Wonderful, wonderful. Definitely. Yeah. So, um, my, like I say my stance is this and everything. As far as Jess uh, goes and everything, she yeah. did. I mean, I say I understand where she's coming from or whatnot, but I think she should have chose her words more wisely because since she is, you know, someone from a uh, media community and everything, I think she should have chose her, you know, her, her words more wisely because, like my mother says, speak without offending and listen without defending. And then the same goes for um, what's her name, Cherry. Uh, what's her name? I, I don't remember her I think, name. I think but Cherry I, Boom or something like that. Yeah, Cherry. Yeah, Cherry Boom. I think she basically, I think, you know, she should say, you know, she, you know, she went and, you know, she pushed back by being, you know, being vindict uh, vindictive. And it's like that would both was to say it was totally uncalled for. They both, you know, it could have been more addressed and more brought up in a more objective point of view without, you know, bringing emotions or whatever. But then, you know, we are all human, so emotions can be involved. But I think, you know, you could say either and you say it could have been more expressed and everything. And then I think, you know, if just started out more, you know, being more objective and, you know, being more valid, I think she would have, uh, people would have heard her more out, even though they probably would have still gotten offended, but they, you know, people would have heard them more out, you could say out if, you know, if she was more, you know, you could say a little bit more truthful and not being so emotional about it and everything. So what, but part I know I do understand what she's what coming part, from. Let me ask you a question. What part of what Jess said was offensive? Was it the part when she was saying where there's a mental illness or whatever the delusion stopped? Like what part specifically offended you? I mean, I wasn't, no, me personally, I wasn't offended, but I'm just mm -hmm. saying what I can say, they could, I can say a lot of trans people got offended because you know how sensitive they can be and everything and whatnot. So, you know, basically, like I said, I wasn't offended or whatnot. 
I, you know, is it was just that, you know, the way what the word she was, was like delusional and, you know, and stu uh, stuff like that and everything. So, I mean, can I say it something? is. Can I say something? Sure. OK, so when when is it going to be? A, and I feel like this is why T is opening up this um, platform for us to have this dialogue, because for so long we have been biting our tongue and walking on eggshells and not being able to be true to who we are and how we feel because we have to be sensitive to the trans community. But how many times over and over again did we get disrespected by the trans community who is coming into our spaces and we have to bite it, bite, bite our tongue. I feel like that's why we're here having these conversations now because we've been quiet for so long. Yes, there, there are ways to say things in a, in a respectful manner, but at the same time, we have to be true to ourselves in how we feel. So I that I would love to know, like, okay, what what was offensive? What do you think should should she have said in a different way to make it better? What do you think? I think to say I think yeah no I mean I completely understand where you're and say you know where you say where you're coming from and everything because walking on eggshells to you know to do uh, say to do that and everything, but you know still um you say I guess say you know it is to say the reason why to you know. Like I say to keep on watching what you say is also I mean, you, you can be the big, bigger and better person and everything because you know it's like even though they're speaking on, on someone speaking on something like that and everything then you know you like I say you should always try to be the bigger person so that way someone always hears you out and everything so I mean I'm not so saying for you, you know you like feel oh like it was more of her tone the way she came off yeah yeah it was it was more uh you say more like that and everything okay okay well thank you so much Robbie for calling in it was good talking to you Thank you. Thank you for hearing me out. All right. Let me go ahead and bring on um, Scary Bunny Girl. Go ahead and unmute your microphone. Hi. Hello. So I'm a part of the community, but I'm in the closet. Oh, okay. Well, you're not on camera, so you're still in the closet. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't really interact with a lot of LGBT things outside of online. Uh-huh. And I'm a millennial. The LGBT... 10 years ago when I was first coming when I first realized I was a part of the community and what it is now is totally different it's so much it. hostility it's so much racism misogyny and nothing gets called out because we gotta stand together no there's a lot of gay women men they don't want nothing to do with the trans community they don't even feel like trans people should be in the LGBT I don't feel that way but it's like Every the more we go on, the lines between gender and sex are being erased to the point where there there will be men because men are the are the um they run society. Mm -hmm. There will be men, but when when it comes to women, we'll be able to be replaced. We'll be the days and thems now. That language will become more and more in inclusive for trans people, but not for women. It's like we're going towards a genderless society. Well, except men are going to be men. They're not letting, they don't change no definitions for men. I have yet to see any organization change the definition of men. I have yet to see anyone ask what is a man because men are making these decisions mm. to change it. And I'm sorry, but if you live 20 years being raised as a man, taught as a man, talked through like a man, you cannot transition one day and change the fact that you think like a man. 
They have to get rid of their misogyny. They have to get rid of their idea that they're ahead of a woman to become a woman. You have to shed that manly idea and come to be a woman because guess what? Statistics have shown men and women are not treated the same in the workplace, in their own home by the mother and father. So there is very much a difference. I can't transition tomorrow and say, I know what it's like to be a man if I've never been treated like one. Women are still fighting for so many rights. And I don't see these people, I don't see trans women jumping to be a part of the um, pro-abortion movement because they don't, they won't ever have to do that. They won't ever have to deal with that. That's still a woman problem. That's still a female problem. Where are their activists saying all this stuff? Now, if you remember, I believe maybe it was three months ago when I said on my live stream, and I and I said this to all my LGBT people, I and especially the trans community, and I said that movement has been hijacked. I said that months ago. Even when you think about when social media first started and people could, you know, have conversations, go back and forth and stuff like that, who was the faces now? The people who put in work in the trans community, like Janet Mock, you know, before it was a check to be had or to be famous or be on pose, why don't they get these same type of benefits, exposures, like the Dylan Mulvaney's, the Jeff Marsh? It is a lot of white trans men now who are now the face of the transgender community, like the public face and the black folks and the people of color in the background fighting for scraps. You know, and I think that's what people don't understand is that the movement has been hijacked. And like you said, the LGBT community of yesteryear is not what's going on now. And it's just anything goes. And I get how people, you know, who are LGBT, you know, who have been down, you know, for years. Now it's like there's all these other people encroaching. Now you have the non-binary. Now you have the they, thems. And everything's being put under one umbrella when it technically doesn't really fit. Go ahead and unmute your microphone again. Thank you, muted. Yes. Mm -hmm. I think that. I'm thought when it was before, when it was trans people being like, I just want to be accepted. I just want people to respect me. I don't want to get murdered. All for it. But then it turned in, no, I'm a woman now. And you got to treat me as such. As if I'm, people might say this transphobic, but I'm just as scared as tra of trans men as I am as women. Because men are raised to think they should dominate women. That mindset is hard to get away from. That's why a lot of them are so quick to want to, oh, I'm better than you. I'll fight you. No, that's not, you can't transition and then exact, act exactly like a man. I'm afraid of that. I'm afraid what you're going to do if I, if I don't treat you the way you want to be treated. Because they love the, the community is very sensitive. A lot of people love to cry and play victim. I've seen it so many times. Mm -hmm. We can all have a space, but you can't dominate somebody else's space while also having more rights than them legally as a man. All right. Well, thank you so much for calling in. It was good talking to you. So let me go ahead and bring on some more people. Um, let's see here. Uh, Phelan M, go ahead and unmute your microphone. Hey, what's up, G? Hey, how are you? 
Good. You know, as a as a gay man, I really don't see why trend like why transsexuals are even in the group of LGB. Like being tra- being trans is not the same thing as you know being attracted to the same sex. Like I just I don't understand why they're put in with the group. If that makes sense. Mm-hmm. And I've had a lot of people from the LGBT say the same thing. And so let me ask you, like, do you see a big difference in the community now than it was 10 years ago? And do you feel like social media played a big part? Because it is so divisive now. It's crazy. It was never like this. Like, you know, growing up, we all knew somebody who was gay. It just wasn't a big deal. We let people live their life. It wasn't all this back and forth and judging and, you know, and, and I think part of that is the social media culture. There's like no respect on either side anymore. See, I don't do social media. I'm 39, so I kind of gave it up. I don't, it's weird because when you when you really look at it, being transsexual or being transgender, being any of that, I still think that there's something that's going on in the brain. There, there's something that's just not going correct. Like there, there's there's something going on. There's body dysmorphia. There's a lot of, mental illness now i'm not saying that they are mentally ill but even just as regular people people get a lot of you know mental illnesses they have a lot of different things they have body dysmorphia they have high depression i wonder what you know what what's going on with someone that is identifying as transgender if that makes sense now, what I what I will say is this: I definitely believe that there is real, real gender dysmorphia. You know, because I talk to a lot of people, you know, who have been through things, and you know, from the time they were little, they saw themselves as that way, and they are really going through the steps to transition. Right? They're really taking the hormones. They're really taking their transition seriously. It's not a joke to them. That is how they see themselves. But I think what the problem is, is that you also have this def- this different group, right, who I call the agents of chaos. They don't really want to transition. They just want attention. So it's almost like I couldn't get attention as a gay boy. So now let me, you know, have a beat face, a wig, because now this is what's hot. And I think that's the part that's kind of, you know, that's causing the drama, especially in the transgender community, because there's real people who really suffer from that, who really see themselves in the opposite sex. Then you have other people cosplaying and playing games like the Dylan Mulvaney's and others. And that's, yeah, I feel like most people who are transgender in regular population, they want to blend in with everyone else. They don't want to be called out. They don't want to be, you know, put on spotlight. So Mm -hmm. A lot of these other people that are on social media, that are on TikTok, they're doing it strictly for, I think, you know, they're getting paid, they're getting the attention, which is really weird. Uh, you know, the whole attention thing, it's really, it's really fucked up society on how, like, people, you know, perceive their dopamine. I mean, just, again, I don't, I don't have TikTok or anything like that, but I've seen other things like that on YouTube where they're just showing it. And I think a lot of the, I think, there's a lot of people who, like we said, are just cosplaying. I don't really think that, like, a lot of these men that decide to transition over, after, you know, within one year, that's mm-hmm. that's not legit. Okay. Well, thank you so much for calling in. It was good talking to you. All right. Thank you. All right.
Let me go ahead and bring on Dini Darcel. Dini, go ahead and unmute your microphone. Okay, let me go ahead and set my timer real quick here. Okay. Hey, sis. <laughs> hey, sis. You know, I'm about to be a mammy. You know, they about to point it out that I'm about no, to be you, a mammy. Let's have I... a real... Okay, so first, before you talk, explain to everybody who you are and how you identify. Hello, my name is Dini Darcel. Mostly Darcel. Dini is a nickname. I am trans. Being trans, I knew I was trans since the age of four. I knew it before it was a label. Mm -hmm. I respect everybody as long as you respect me. There is no disconnect with that. The moment you get real disrespectful for me, then, you know, everyone gets just one. Then after that one, I'm going to show you. You go low, I'm going to go straight to hell. <laughs> I know that's right. <laughs> Shoot. Now, if I could begin, because I'm listening to what everyone saying. For those who up there, I'm going to start with this real quick. For those who feel like the trans community should not be a part of the LGBT, Marsha P. Johnson. End it with that, because without her, a lot of this will not be able to be free as we are. Enough said with that. Second, with me, I knew I was at the age of four. I did not transition to the age of 18 because I waited until I was legal. Because in this lovely state that we have, they're up here saying that, oh, you're 18 to go to the army. Okay, 18 then. I waited. I always knew I was misgendered by people hella times when I was 12. My mom did not let me grow my hair until I was a junior in high school because she did not like going to public with me and people like, oh, I like your daughter. It used to piss her off. Mm. And I would sit there and I'm like, okay. Oh, is what it is. Didn't pay much attention. When I came out, a lot of people, when I was gay, everyone knew. So it was like, when I came out as trans, a lot of people were up to like, oh, you're jumping onto a fad, this, that, whatever. And I am like, I've been in my body just morphia better than most. The thing with me, I had seen a psychiatrist the first two years before I really got down and did the transition. So 17, 18, 18, boom. Took hormones, all that other stuff. Now, I would admit, the hormones that they gave me back then was not like the hormones I have now. And I have a good surgeon who was like, if you want to, I don't want no snipping and tobbing because I'd be seeing how my own sisters be calling each other when they be trying to say, oh, that's why you got an open wound. Cherry being one of them, who'd be quick to throw it out, but she got one. I don't get it. Okay, well, see, okay, now let's talk about this, right? Let, let's hang let's, on. Real. Hang on, see, okay. mental, for the lady that has said it is a mental illness, we know that it's a mental illness, honey, but most of us go and surgeon or our doctors and such, and they tell us and they treat us with this. But most of these people now, they don't want to go do that. Ever since of, it became okay for people to just jump and not do the psychiatry steps, that's when a lot of the discourse came into it. So a, a lot, lot of people, people don't know people that. People are not even going through a doctor to transition. No, you can get hormones easily nowadays. And that's what that's the problem. Planned Parenthood, you can go there and not even see the psychiatrist and he will give it to you right off the spot. That's how crazy it is. So do you agree with me that, am I wrong in me thinking that some of these gay boys who were not getting attention two, three years ago are now just transitioning for views and a bag and attention and followers. If you can get the hormones that easily. Yes. Because mm. with that, because I've told you before, I've got issues from my own sisters when it came to that whole Sydney Star thing saying that straight men or men who mess with us are still straight. I'm like, you can't do that because that's negating the whole fact. And I had a lovely conversation with 
Marky, my twin, this morning, and I was telling her that was one of the issues that I had, that a lot of them, they don't run the simple fact they're trying to run away from the word trans. And then it's like, we fall so hard not to be called tranny, transvestite, because those are uh, derogatory terms, just like the word, I'm going to say, excuse my French, nigger, offensive terms. We don't like, us as Black people don't like to be called that by nobody else. Right. Same thing with those two terms. So when we became trans, and then they started bringing transgender that's when people are like, okay, well, since it's now a gender, I'm gonna run away from that. And I'm up like, you can't. I'm still gonna acknowledge that I was a gay feminine boy before I blossomed into this lovely, curvaceous, vivacious, intergenic female. A lot of people that meet me growing up were not able to see that. And now that they see that, they still hold on to that old notion of old me. And then I get labeled this, that, whatever, and all this other stuff. The word queer is not offensive. You have some people that still like to be called queer. The, the younger generation is trying to uplift that word. Mm-hmm. That's a whole nother issue with that. When they became, when we were just LGBT, everyone came together, there was unity. The moment we became Disney Plus and start adding everything else is oh. when all those issues came about. Not Disney Plus. Disney Plus. And then with the whole term cis, it wasn't until the Republican politicians were up there trying to get trans kids oh. not to get their care that's when they went and did that honey you're gonna keep saying it's a mental illness i'm gonna let you roll with that sis because i love you i have no animosity towards my black sisters because i actually do be up there fighting for y'all because without you i would not be who i am if i tell anybody now we'll say these two things and three things i'm gonna leave it at that because the timer went off and i know how we are about time because i'm in the discord <laughs> over we know this okay so with um Dylan Mulvaney, I find it kind of funny that now they went to the shots. They should have went from the shots from the beginning. I feel like they only did it because of the pressure that people were throwing on them because people were calling them an agent of chaos. That's one. I find it funny with Jess Hilarious that she had all that. I think it was with the tone that she had used. And then two, you were already mislabeled as a trans when an athlete, out of your own words that you posted on social media trying to out the man without saying his name, he was about to flew you out like you as a city girl. Because he thought she was one of the girls. Mm-hmm. So when she came off with that, that's why most of us were kind of like, okay, so we already know what it's giving. Then lastly, I found it funny that she had all this gunshot for us, but did not check DJ Academics the next day when he called, still called her trans. We just going to sweep that under the rug because the whole community wanted to be, look at who he dates. That's not the point. He's still disrespecting her. Mm-hmm. Y'all want to talk about all this stuff. And now I'm about to end it off and land my plane. People keep saying we have all these rights. We really don't. Especially not the Black ones of color. We don't. Because I have to fight too for now to even get my hormones. Because they're up there telling me, oh, well, there's a shortage. But I can go ask one of my good girls that's of a white color. Mm-hmm. They can call the same place. Boom. I don't get proper care. Like everyone thinks. We do not get all these rights. It's just that because it made it seem like with Obama, that was because I don't like the word cis. The Republicans use that as a dog whistle and then everyone ran with Like, I hate this for us. I just want us to all come together, but we can't because white man. <laughs> and those other terms, bonus hoes and all that, that's stupid. That also came from, you already know where I'm going, politicians. Now I'm done. <laughs> Okay, because I was about to time you. Thanks for calling in. I appreciate it. So, T, can we speak about the cis term real quick? 
Okay. Okay. So, um, as she was talking about, um, not liking the cis term, the reason why, uh, the reason why women take offense to that is because we one let the trans community into our circle and they, it's one thing if y'all don't want to be called trans or whatever, but you can't sit there and negate the fact that real women are real, real, real women. We are the foundation. Being a woman, being a female, those are the terms that already define who we are. So when you try to say, I'm not a trans, I'm a woman, but then you turn around and label a real woman. Well, to, to me, and a lot of my sisters, that is very, that is very offensive. That's disrespectful because we feel as though you guys are coming in bulldozing and trying to erase what a real woman is by labeling us something when we already have the label as a woman. If you don't want to be called a trans woman, then why would you think that we want something in front of our name when we're the foundation? It's all about respect and coming into circles that you 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 have never always been in. Like someone said earlier, you've been a man for 20 years. Now you want to be a woman, but you're still thinking like a man and thinking, oh, I'm um, I'm better than you. I can do it. Whatever you do, I can do it better. And that's where the attitude is coming from and how that's why it's a lot of pushback now, because we're women. We ain't no sis. All right, let me go ahead and bring on, um, let me see here, TK, go ahead and unmute your microphone. Try it again. Hey, T. Hey, TK, how are you? I'm pretty good. I'm pretty good. I'm I'm listening to this conversation and a lot of great points are being made. Mm -hmm. I do feel like the term cis is derogatory to biological women. I'm a masculine presenting woman myself. So I'm I'm not with it. Like I'm I'm really not with it. And to have such discourse and uproar and create such divisive natures when trying to insert yourself into something that you can never be. When originally I'm a I'm an old school gay. So originally the community was a lot differently. It was a it was a lot more close. Please, please tell these young folks because it's it's really changed. It's different. It's weird. It's weird as hell. So it's like I get it. I'ma respect you. I'ma call you. I'ma call you what you want to be called. Which, but I'm not with the them they thing because you have a name. What's your name? Cool. If your name's John, I'm gonna call you John. If your name's Heather, okay, Heather. If you want to go with pronouns, whatever, cool. That's your business. But I'm gonna call you by your name. That's just that's just where I'm coming from. And I, one of the other callers said something about the trans community back in the day was more so focused on acceptance and just not wanting to be labeled terms, the derogatory terms like tranny and 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 stuff like that. So. I feel like like it now with with the folks like Dylan Mulvaney that, mm. oh, I'm going to transition over 12 months. Your you have your proximity to hetero male is way too it's, it's way too much. So it's now like you trying to you coming over to another side and you were trying to insert your maleness <laughs> in a space that you shouldn't be in. Number one. And I mean. And then on. the thing is, he's getting rewarded for it. 
That's so, that's crazy. Sponsorships. Yeah, all types of stuff. He's on Brand- television shows. He's on interviews. And it's like, well, why are y'all not doing this for, you know, black trans people like Adini Darcel, who've been transitioning since, you know what I'm saying, since she was right. 18. And other ones who are actually going through, because what I noticed, like she said with Dylan, he's just now taking hormones. And that's really after the backlash. So that way he don't look like he's just still cosplaying. Now he's having to go through with this transition that I don't think he was really wanting to do. He was simply looking for attention that he wasn't getting as a gay man. I don't respect it. I'm not going to hold you. I don't respect. I mean, everybody's entitled to do their own thing, but I I don't respect it. Because again, like I said, I'm an old school gay and I was around when you just really just wanted people to respect you or don't don't disrespect me because I'm gonna show you what that looked like. So mm-hmm. all of this now, like it's it's real weird. It's 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 strange times, T. <laughs> it's, it's it's very weird. divisive. Like everything is divisive. Like I like even on social media 10 years ago, you know, people could kind of say anything right. But it was almost like things were also taken with a grain of salt. Everything wasn't so personal. You know what I'm saying? Like people just wanted their little peace and their little space. And now it's like everything, the littlest things erupt in war on both sides. These folks now could not have survived in the 2009 to 2012 Twitter. They wouldn't have survived. The way roasted and tore up they they wouldn't have survived and people took it because like, right, we know this social media you clapping at me i'm gonna send them right back so we're gonna mm-hmm. do this all day or somebody gonna bow out but that's what it is so now it's everybody's so damn sensitive i'm not a fan of participation trophies like it's 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 different and i feel i feel i feel i feel indifferent for the kids that are growing up in this age where they got they've had phones and devices in their faces since before they could walk really well and is so much focused on social media and attention and they don't really get a chance to be kids because they they make the wrong move on social media and they're ostracized you got to go to school and deal with that like i feel i feel for these kids i I really feel for them so just everybody do what you gotta do find your tribe to handle your business that's all that's all i got to tell you definitely thank you so much for calling in it was good talking to you Good talking to you too, T. All right. Bye. Okay. Let me go ahead. Um, we're going to go on with this conversation until about 630. Then we're going to switch to the Lizzo. So let me go ahead and bring on Danny. Go ahead and unmute your microphone. Hi. Hello. Um. So I wanted to say, well, I heard you were talking about like if um we thought that Jess was disrespectful or anything. The only thing I would say that might have came across kind of disrespectful was when she was talking about the straight jacket thing. Mm-hmm. Um, because if someone really has a mental in- illness and you look at it that way, if that's your perspective of it all, that's you don't bash them. You don't stigmatize it. Let's say it wasn't transgenderism. <clears throat> Other than that, I agreed with everything else she had to say. Um, also, I felt like a point was proven when people like Laverne Cox and all of them started making videos. I'm like, you're not talking on the topic though. Like you're not talking about period, you're crying, you're doing a bunch of different, like all these theatrics and you're not speaking on the actual topic at hand Mm -hmm. when the first person made the video. 
which just proved the point because it's like that was the logic behind everything. And the thing is, you just can't dispute logic. And that was why all of them, <clears throat> sorry, my throat. <laughs> No, you're fine. Um, that's why all of them was deflecting when they came out to attack Jess because it's like you really can't dispute logic. You you can't have period. And it, the thing is, if you just sit and accept truth, then people would respect you know your cause more because it's like stop trying to redefine logic. Stop trying to, as everybody else was saying, don't come into a space and try to redefine everyone. And then. Not only just the redefining, it's the disrespect behind it all, the tone behind it all, the aggression. Like the other person who responded to Jess is like, oh, I don't want to be you and all upset about it and calling everybody else angry, but so aggressive in the video. I mean, I remember watching that video and laughing because I'm like, I'm not even offended. Like, I'm not even bothered so much with sis, this and that and the third because nobody could call me that to my face. You, you, I will, you will be corrected and you have to go from there or else if we want to go with this the, the disrespect then we welcome disrespect all across the board right mm -hmm. but that's my whole thing like I just feel like the point was proven nobody really spoke on the initial topic with the period everybody talked about everything else mm -hmm. oh trans people were um are being killed I think that's what Laverne Cox was talking about I'm like okay so why didn't you say that to the first person who was trying to argue a logical thing that cannot be changed. So let me like, ask you this. Where are you from? Because I hear that. Trinidad and Tobago. Trinidad. So are these conversations being had in Trinidad? Like, is this um, a big thing in the Caribbeans? Or is this, do you feel like this is more of a, an American thing? I feel like it's more of an American thing in a public forum. Like, people mm -hmm. do experience it back in Trinidad and Tobago. However, people are not as accepting of it to speak about it publicly it's more sh so shunned and you wouldn't be as com as how everyone as how trans people are so um open and can you know parade and speak on their own on their position and everything persons in Trinidad and Tobago would not do that because they would be bashed heavily especially from older generations it, it mm -hmm. would be level of disrespect so they can't they wouldn't be able to do that on such a public platform Okay. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for letting us know. And thank you for calling in. It was good talking to you, sis. Cool. <laughs> All right. Bye. Okay. Let me go ahead and um, bring on Jazz. Jazz, go ahead and unmute your microphone. Hey, T. Thank hey, you. How are you? I'm doing good. I, I really want to say that I understand both sides, but mm -hmm. at the same time, we have to be truthful and say like the scales aren't balanced you know um because it's easier for a man to accept a woman transitioning into a man into this fear because there's no real threat there you know but for biological natural born women you know in a sense they're competing for some of the same things because a lot of what I hear uh, especially in terms of relationships and um you know things in that area because a lot of what I hear from a lot of um, people in the LGBT community, especially in a trans community, is that they don't want somebody that's gay. You know, they, they're looking for straight men as well. You know, so a lot of what you're taking away from natural born women are things that, you know, in a sense, naturally belong to us. 
Because that is a really good point. I I didn't even think about that because I know when I was talking to some of my gay guy friends, they were saying that a lot of them get talked down to by trans girls. Like they'll look down on them because I always ask, well, why don't y'all ever date each other? Like, is it where you're not attracted to them or but they're like they won't even date other gay people at all because, because they really yeah. want to date straight people. So that's yes. not all of them, of course, but of course, I know that yeah. that's been an issue in the community as well, where they kind of look down on the gay people in the community. Absolutely, because they're also attaining towards that womanhood status. That's with the fish stamp, you know, and even going as far as, you know, especially maybe about seven, eight years ago, you know, fish was really like the term, but, and they used it as a stamp towards like authentic womanhood. But as much as we say where people are living in their truth, we're not we're experiencing a changing of times. If we really think about it, that's, uh, it's talked about in the Bible. And one of uh, the things that really stuck out to me is a book by George Orwell, 1984. Mm -hmm. And a a lot of uh, what that book um, talked about was the, not only the changing of times, but the changing of language. And language is so important. You know what I mean? It's, um, it's something that it, it does grow and change, but things that are definitive are being changed in our generation. Like if we dug up, um, and this is with all due respect, if we dug up somebody that's a transgender male uh, bones uh, 100, 200 years from now, they will still show that they are a woman, you know? And my thing is we're enabling cognitive dissonance in our society because how can you go to a doctor and you as a transgender uh, male are, are having ovarian cancer. If Are you going to punish the doctor for not saying it's testicular? You know what I mean? Like, how far does it go? Our doctors, our medical professionals are enabling um, a, a real medical issue. And I do believe that, you know, in a sense, we have to, you know, call an apple an apple. You know, we can't, um, as much as we've given you know, rights and um, things like that towards marginalized communities, it seems like this specific community is also trying to take away rights from natural born women as far as uh, sports in terms of, uh, you know, even having a period, you know, being a woman, being birthing a, a person, like these are things that, you know, they are very important. And I do believe that if we don't, um, stand in the truth, we're creating a future, even in our children, that's not rooted in in basic knowledge, you know, um, and I think that there's a strong push to support something that even with their, within their own community, they're confused about, you know, there's no definitive answer, even in the African descendants of slaves or the Black community or that, whatever you call us, we agree that we were Black, we agree that we were, you know, uh, um, enslaved, marginalized for years. And I don't I don't like the narratives that uh, compare this plight to that. I don't like the narrative that uh, what they're experiencing, while it may be a medical necessity in it, in a sense, I think it's a medical necessity of the mind. I, and I also believe that um, that we have to address you know, the root cause of it. And I'm not saying that you don't have a right to live as a woman if that's what you feel. But I do believe that if I 
if I'm interacting with you, I don't have to buy into your reality in order to respect you. Because like a previous caller said, I could call you by your name. But, you know, I also don't want to have to play this game of defining myself and things and things like that just because it's a strong societal push. You know, I do believe, you know, even with the previous caller said she's an old school game. Like I stand with that. Just, you know, say what you are and, and live like that. Shit, we all had auntie uncles. You know what I mean? <laughs> we knew somebody was an auntie uncle. You right. know what I mean? But we're not going to say that men experience Uncle Flo. You know what I mean? They don't know the experience of womanhood. They know an experience of what they feel inside themselves and what they want to be as far as experiencing womanhood. And I also would like to say before I go T that they gotta stop saying that they birthed us. Nigga, you did not get feminism uh, from the air. You know what I mean? You looked at, studied a woman, you know what I mean? And you're emulating what you have been taught, what you have seen. And I don't believe it's right for you to call me a birthing person. I'm a mother. I'm pushing something through my womb and we're fertilizing the generation. And I do believe we got to respect that, you know, and as much as we respect you and even as T.S. Madison was saying, you know, um, what place have you given us? You know, you you um, that community has a lot of places. You know, like we don't, in my job, we consistently go through training on how to deal with the community, acknowledge their rights and et cetera, et cetera. But at the same time, nobody's having a conversation on how, uh, or nobody's having any conversation on how um, we're not, um, uh, I guess what I want to say is like follow alongs. You know, we're allowed to have our own opinion and you're allowed to exist in your own right. But I'm also allowed to say an apple was an apple and an orange is an orange. But if this apple want to be called orange, that's what it is. You know what I mean? <laughs> so thank you. All right. Thank you so much for calling in. All right. Let me go ahead and um, bring on Lady Butterfly. Go ahead and unmute your microphone. Okay, she must not be ready. Um, Ra, go ahead and unmute your microphone. Hello, can you Hi, hear me? Hi, how are you? Yep, I can hear you. Lovely tea. First and foremost, I wanna give extreme gratitude to you for always speaking your truth and for opening up this space to have this conversation. Um, I feel like I won the fucking lottery right now. I just want to say that. Um, <laughs> I, I'm, I, I live abroad, so I can't get on the Discord. So mm -hmm. you doing this until your app opens up again. Much gratitude to you. Um, I'm I'm going to keep it very short and to the point. I I just mostly wanted to express gratitude, but I will say this: the conversation about um the cis gender that that whole thing that's some um that's some male privilege bullshit in my opinion mm -hmm. and i think it's very unfortunate that all of these important topics and all of these important um talk points get collapsed together because people want to be um so sensitive oh it's so much microaggression oh you can't say anything to anyone you can't speak the truth anymore social media has made it to the point where everybody gets so outside of themselves you already know that if you've ever been on the playground it's certain things that you just don't do but if you're on social media you could run that mouth all the time and i think that 
people have become so enamored with the social media, they don't realize that we're actually individuals. All of us are people. And we have to learn how to have these difficult, these deep and, and layered uh, nuanced conversations and not just right. putting everything together and having it to be where, oh, I'm so misunderstood and this and the third. If we don't talk through all of the actual points, then none of this is ever going to be resolved and we won't be able to be harmonious. And I think that's that's fucked up. And I think that we could do better. I think that us being on here doing something such as this, I think this is a, a very powerful step. And um, yeah, that's yeah, no, dialogue is definitely important because it allows you to see things from other people's perspectives, right? And then you also get to meet people that you would naturally may not run across. And like, you know, we had Dini call in and she has herself together. Very sweet girl. But again, the it, it's like the crazies in different communities are the loudest. And it's no different. You know, we talk about that, like in the hip hop industry, the music industry, it's the most ratchet and the most ghetto is the ones who go viral. But the girls who are just singing and, you know, carrying themselves well, they don't get any shine. So that's what we have to remember, too. That's why I always say we never want to paint anybody with one brush. We can't just go off a cherry boom and say that she's the representation and she's not. And that's why I said that I believe in the community People got to get up and speak up. You got to hold people accountable. When they're wrong, they're wrong. That's what kind of turned me off when Laverne Cox was crying and carrying on when she says, I don't like to confront or blast any of my trans girls publicly, even if they're wrong. That's not okay because we have to be able to hold each other accountable. I don't ever want to feel like I'm too big to where one of my friends or my family or tea sippers can't pull me to the side and say, nah, sis, you were wrong in that situation. Your ego should never be that big where you can't be checked. You feel me? Absolutely. That's so important. And the other thing that I think is important, too, is that a lot of people that are not um, trained in any way are throwing this mental illness topic around. And I think that that is very much out of order. I think when it comes to how everybody, like when Kanye was going all off and having all these things and different things were coming up, a lot of people were saying, oh, we really want to be sensitive towards individuals with mental illness. If there really is mental illness going on, there needs to be compassion and different other things brought to the forefront as far as those conversations are concerned. A lot of times when it comes to things like that, people get very much so dismissive and they feel like in certain marginalized communities, you could just say any kind of thing. And there is no, no, no recourse for that. And just like you said, no accountability for that. And so one of the callers that was speaking earlier was saying that they had went through so many different, um, they went through, they had the different steps that they went through to do their, their transitioning. And then when it shifted to social media became a part of the conversation, a bag became a part of the conversation. And um, the fact that you could get these medications without doing the necessary um, therapy for it, then that shifted a lot of things. You know what I'm saying? So yeah, I... I, I just think that there's so, so much about this that needs to be discussed. I mean, I think it needs to be discussed. Oh, I think she froze. Well, Rod, thank you so much for calling you, in. I think she's giving up. 
Oh, okay. Is it oh. break? Thank you. Thank you so much. All right. Thank you, sis, <laughs> for calling in. She made a lot of really good points. And I think that's what it's about at the end of the day is having dialogue, real dialogue, you know, having spaces like this. And I wish other influencers use their spaces, use their influence to have these open dialogue discussions because I have people from all walks of life who follow me, you know what I'm saying? And when you just use words like, because you don't agree with me and you use words like transphobic or homophobic or, you know, colorist or just whatever, those, a lot of that stuff is just dismissive. That's when you want to just shut down the conversation. You know what I mean? And as adults, we have to be able to have these nuanced conversations. We may not agree, but it is okay because at least we're able to humanize each other and see where each other's coming from, even if you don't agree with it. At least you know that's a human being behind that situation. So I, I, I'm just really thankful that you guys come in and you guys, you know, enjoy these spaces and have these dialogues. So we're going to start talking about the Lizzo topic um, as well. Um, if you guys still want to chime in on the trans topic, you guys are free are free to. So for y'all who don't know, um, concerning Lizzo, everything has been coming out that basically she has been abusing, you know, some of her background dancers. She's been sued by three of them. And they are now on a national tour. They done sat down with TMZ. Um, today they sat down with um, I believe ABC News. So ABC News is also talking about this as well. So we're going to go ahead and watch this clip here um, concerning Lizzo. So let me go ahead and share my screen with y'all. Let me refresh my page really quick here. Yeah, they also um, added something else. There's something new on your page too, T. You want to check that out? You said there's something new? Yeah, so they dropped the audition tape of one of the girls who is the accusers. It's on your page. Nadia dropped it like six minutes before we started the Zoom or after okay. we started. All right. So we're going to go ahead and listen to this news clip here. I feel unsafe. I feel disrespected. And I have never experienced such treatment in, in the seven years that I've been doing this. And um, she then proceeded to prove all of those things right by falling up her fist and saying, you're so effing lucky. You're so effing lucky, basically alluding to hitting me that she's not going to hit me as she's inching towards me. And then one of our fellow dance mates and her best friend comes and pulls her back from assaulting me. Lizzo's persona is one thing, but that after listening to these three brave uh, ladies, that the reality is different. It's hard to love yourself in a world that doesn't love you back. You know what I mean? And I've been trying to do it so boldly. Longtime champion of body positivity and inclusivity is known for surrounding herself with plus-size performers in her music and her Emmy-winning reality show. When I was a little girl, all I wanted to see was me in the media. Someone fat like me, black like me, beautiful like me. Noelle, the third dancer, told us that during those seven years as a dancer, she worked with stars like Beyonce, Megan Thee Stallion, and Lady Gaga, and that she never felt disrespected or treated badly. Now, this morning, Lizzo is responding, saying these are false allegations, adding that the dancers admitted they were told their behavior on tour was inappropriate, and adding that, quote, I know what it feels like to be body shamed on a daily basis and would absolutely never criticize or terminate an employee because of the... Okay, so let me go ahead and see what she has posted here. Let me hit refresh, see if it comes up. 
So this Lizzo conversation is extremely interesting. Okay, so here it is. We're gonna watch this video real quick. Hi. What's up? It's Ariana Davis from season one of Lizzo's Watch Out for the Big Girls. I know you're probably thinking, why is she here? What is she doing auditioning for season two? The short answer is I'm a singer. <laughs> and I just want to share that part of me with y'all. I know I've been on tour. I've been working with Lizzo for, for uh, some months, maybe close to a year now. And um, it's been so amazing and such a beautiful journey. And she's probably going to be like, girl, what are you doing? But anyway, I figured though I might as well shoot my shot. I mean, I don't think she knows that I can sing. And the biggest thing about me is that I always say this, but dance is my first love and music is my passion. And if I was to be chosen for the cast of season two of Watch Out for the Big Girls, I... I don't know. I just think that it would mean the world to me to share my voice. I think my voice has gone quiet for too long. And I think that I have a story that people need to hear because I think they can relate to it. And I think it can help change lives and, you know, do what Lizzo's doing. I, I look up to her so much and I just want to follow in her footsteps and not only be an amazing dancer, but be an amazing singer and storyteller. I love to write music. I love to sing. And I just want to share that with the Queen Lizzo herself. All right. Let me go. Child, let me go ahead and uh, come back on this main screen. So you guys just listened to um, the news clip you guys just heard. So they're basically saying that that second audition was from the girl that was doing the, I believe the NBC news clip yesterday. Um, and they're saying that basically, if it was so bad, why did she re-audition for season two? Now I'm going to say this. At this point, I don't trust anybody. I'm not a fan of Lizzo. That's not a you know, that's not a secret because her moves that she's made over the years have just gotten on my nerves, the attention seeking and then running to play victim. So I, I'm I'm not a big fan. But also with these women, can we have honest dialogue? All of these women are grown. So let's start there. At what point as a grown adult, when somebody asks you to do something that you know doesn't feel right, that you know, is something that, that, you know, as far as morally, that's not morally right to you. Why is it that people feel like it's better to be in proximity with a celebrity, to stand next to a celebrity, than to put themselves first? Because the thing is, when people get fame, money, and power, sometimes they do turn kind of sadistic. I'm not saying Lizzo, I'm just saying in general, right? We have things like the casting couch, Harvey Weinstein is a very unattractive man. Let's keep that real. But because of that power, it's like he wanted to turn around and then abuse people who are more attractive and get them in humiliating situations. So we know that that's something that goes down in Hollywood. So my question is, at what point is your safety, your morality, and whatever else you hold dear to you more important than getting a bag? Because all I'm hearing is, well, you know, I didn't want to risk being fired. If I have to compromise myself, then I'm going to just walk away from the job. If you're that good, 
there will be other opportunities. That's why when I spoke about the one dancer who said that she had worked for Lizzo for two weeks, she's not a part of the lawsuit, but she said she worked for her for two weeks and she was a videographer, not a dancer. And that she felt very uncomfortable and something in her spirit told her to leave. I gave her props because that's what you're supposed to do. No bag of money, no proximity to fame should be more important than your mental health and your well-being. And you have too many people who are so busy chasing a bag that they're throwing all common sense out the window. And a lot of these celebrities, they look for people that they can mold and fuck with behind the scenes. So they, they know the ones who they can play in their face. Lizzo couldn't have asked me to eat a banana out of nobody's coochie because knowing me, I'd have snatched the banana and threw it dead in Lizzo's face. You're not going to disrespect me like that. I don't even give out the type of energy where you would think that you could even bring up that proposition to me and I'm going to stand with it. So I also had to hold a lot of these grown women accountable. These aren't 15, 16 year old girls. These are grown women. And so I feel like at the end of the day, you know what I'm saying? I'm going to sit back and wait for them to fight it out in court. I'm going to need Lizzo to bring her receipts, you know what I'm saying, and see what happens in the court of law, but I'm not standing for none of them. So let's go ahead. I'm going to go ahead, take some more calls. Let me know how y'all feel about this. Um, 90s Jewel, go ahead and unmute your microphone. Hey, um, I just wanted to say, the things about that's going on about Lizzo, I can't really say too much because, you know, that would require us, you know, going to, well, them going to court and things like that. So it's like, everything is just allegations right now. I mean, I feel like if you say you don't believe it, then it's like you're a victim shame. And if you say you do believe it, then, you know, so I would, like how you did with the Meg situation, I would rather just wait until the facts are presented with that. And then also I wanted to add to the um, trans women discussion. Um, the fact that, I'm sorry, I'm trying to talk fast so I can hurry up. The fact that um, trans women want to be looked at as real women, but then they weaponize that there are trans women when they want to like expose a straight man. Like if they slept with a straight man or something or a rapper, mm. they'll be quick to try to like put it out there and say, oh yeah, he slept with me or, uh, there was even a video going around of a trans woman, I mean, woman exposing a guy who didn't pay her her money or something like that. And she was like, oh, I'm going to show your wife. I'm going to show your wife. But then at the same time, you want to be looked at as a real woman. Like it's it's a hypocr it's hypocrisy. So that's all I yes. wanted to say. No, that's a good point, because remember, the same thing happened to Bobby V. Exactly. You know, he got exposed. And I'm like, but if you're considering yourself, a, you know, a woman, why why are you exposing him it shouldn't matter exactly right? exactly so that's what i'm saying and then as soon as they get pissed it's fishy this fishy that you know they want to tear down everything that makes up a real woman when they're when they get upset so it's like like you said oxymorons and it just it just doesn't make sense all but right that was all i need to say thank you definitely thank you for calling in mm -hmm. Now, as far as to, I think people saying that, you know, a lot of like people deal with things on the job and abuse and they try and, you know, keep their jobs and their work. And that's true. But again, that's why you have to really debate, you know, how much you're willing to put up with. It's one thing if your boss is possibly talking to you crazy, you might put up with that. But there's just certain things that I just feel like, well, what, when does, you know what I mean? Like, 
when is it going to be the straw that breaks the camel's back? And when you are in a position of power and you have people who are working for you, such as dancers and things like that, that there should never be a cross between that. Like that's one thing if you want to take the dancers to work, but I'm never going to feel so comfortable where I'm taking people who I pay to do a job and put them in a sexual situation. And that's the part where I had to side-eye Lizzo because even in her um, apology, well, it wasn't even an apology, but in her statement that she put out, the first thing she said is, I'm very sexual, okay? And that doesn't mean that just because you're sexual, you get a pass to harass your, you know, your employees with whatever sexual deviancy you want to engage in. That's your business, but not everybody wants to be involved in that. So I think that's where you cannot mix business with coworkers, you need to, you know, go around your inner circle that's down with that freaky stuff because everybody's not down for that. So let me go ahead and take on some more calls here. Um, let me go ahead and bring on Giselle. Go ahead and unmute your microphone. Hi, T. Hello, how are you? I'm doing okay. How are you? I'm good. Um, as far as Lizzo, um, I'm just gonna say that banana allegation is just wild. I've never heard of that. So I was just kind of surprised and shocked, um, especially when everything else started coming out. Um, that's the only thing I would have to say about that. It was just kind of shocking. Mm -hmm. um, as far as like the trans community and stuff like that, um, I, I feel like they, they kind of try to bombard their way into our spaces. And I think that's where a lot of the issues are rising is if they were just a little bit more respectful, um, I think I think we would be able to all get along or maybe even just, you know, fight for their own identity instead mm -hmm. of just trying to um, take ours, I guess. Um, I think I think we'll be able to get along a lot better. Um, growing up, I just I would remember like um, like I remember like in Crooklyn, the first time I saw somebody that was dressing as a woman was um uh, RuPaul and I was like oh I didn't even know you know as a kid I would never even think and I, I've never really seen him you know do anything outlandish as like you know degrade women or anything like that and so when all these newer people are coming out and degrading women it's just like well what's the point of trying to be a woman if you're degrading us and um I kind of also feel like it's kind of similar to what men do. Um, and some of the the movies that were coming out, you know, in the 90s, like Big Mama's House and Medea and um, all these other movies where it's just like a costume and degrading women and all the vines and stuff where they're just making fun of women and stuff like that. It's some of these people they just I feel like it's so disrespectful and we haven't said anything for a long time. It's just it's getting to a boiling point. So I just, I feel like they should just, you know, have their own spaces um, and just kind of like fight for their own identity instead of just trying to take ours. And I, I think, I think we would be able to just get a lot along a lot better if we were to do something like that. Yeah, it's definitely respect on both ends. You know, respect has to be given. I definitely agree with you on that. Well, yeah. thank you for calling in, Giselle. It was good talking to you. Just talking to you, TT. Uh, have a good day. You too. Bye. Bye. Hey, T, did you notice the girl who did the auditions? My question is, how are you going for round two if this is the 
hostile environment it was in. Like Lizzo didn't wake up one night and was like, hey, I'm going to be sexually harassing everybody now on round on season two. So you're coming back for another season. Like make it make sense. Wasn't Lizzo always like that? Or now season two, she it's it's a different Lizzo. You see what I'm saying? Like you're coming back for a second audition. Right. That makes sense to me. Yeah, like how how is it now that it's a hostile, toxic work environment when you were there for season one? She wasn't like that before. So make it make sense. It's gonna be interesting to see it play out in court. So let me go ahead and bring on John Gardner. Go ahead and unmute your microphone. Oh, hey, lovely T. Or, hey, Miss T, how are you doing? I'm doing good. How about you? I'm doing good. Uh, I just want to say I've been listening to you since I was in sixth grade, and I'm 21 now, so this has been a while. <laughs> so you're definitely an OG tea sipper then. <laughs> yeah, but uh, I want to say that I'm not really shocked about the Lizzo situation mm-hmm. because, um, like when you reported on it, when it first came out, it like sometimes I get shocked by celebrities doing this, but I wasn't really shocked since, as you said, she has like this victim complex and like speaking as an influencer myself, like when you're an influencer and you have like a victim complex, you attract these fake woke keyboard warriors as your fans. Mm-hmm. And now she's she and her fans have been like attacking all these other people with this keyboard, this fake woke activism, and now, like, the same people who were helping her attack other people, she found out that fat meat was greasy, in your oh. words, and it came back, and I went through her comment section, and it's literally all her fans just attacking her, attacking her, attacking her, and also, even, like, I've, I've, I have been bullied growing up as well, but, like, now, being an adult, it just was weird, seeing it from the dancer side of you saying that like the banana thing getting a banana out of somebody's coochie I would never be peer pressure into doing that like I don't care how much money you're paying and I guess that is like what you said about just having like what's morally right and what are your morals and your standards but that was just my thought on things so thanks again no definitely and I agree with you you know again I I get it sometimes where people put themselves in situations like, okay, I'm working at the gas station. My boss is demeaning me, but I really got bills to pay. I got to take care of my kids. Even those kind of situations I can give leeway to. But a lot of times when it's situations with celebrities, a lot of people allow people in positions like that to do things to them because they themselves are hoping to be a celebrity too. Like you kept hearing her saying, I want to be a singer. I want to be a singer. So it's like in certain situations, they're willing to put up with a lot more BS depending on who's dishing it. And that's where I got to give folks a side eye. Because again, if this wasn't Lizzo, if this was, you know, Rizzo, you know, your big store manager, would you allow her to do shit like this? You'd be quitting the next day. But because it's Lizzo and I want to be seen with her and be seen on the gram, people are willing to put up, they're willing to put up with a lot more when they can be in in proximity to celebrity status. So that's what I see with some of these people. 
But thank you so much, John, for calling in. You made some really good points. <laughs> Let me go ahead and bring on uh, JGT. Go ahead and unmute your microphone. Hello, can y'all hear me? Yep, I can hear you. How are you? Good, how are y'all? Good. Hi, so I had been th thinking a lot about this because at first I was like, oh, that's really terrible because she's the main person talking about body positivity and how people would discriminate her because she was a, a bigger Black woman and now she's being accused of doing this thing to other Black women or other women of color. But I'm kind of questioning, and I hope if anyone can answer this question, is it weird to anyone else that they've gone straight to the media so quickly? I find it weird that they're doing so many media rounds. Yeah. Like I get the I was, news, like the legit news, you know, trying to interview. But then once I seen them on TMZ, like this is literally, it's been 24 hours. And they've literally done yeah. at least like four different interviews. I do find that interesting. Yeah, because it was kind of making me think, it was like, what's the real aim now as to why they're going around in the press? Like, I would think that this would just be something that we should all allow to play out in the courts and to not have so much interviews, at least not for now. Maybe I thought about it as far as like after the case, but not so quickly as in like the next day the news comes out and everyone's on TMZ and having all these having all these more allegations to talk about and I don't know I just found that kind of odd I'm trying to wait to see as to what is going to come in fruition about that mm -hmm. but I also have like another thought and I was wondering how you know when people decide to want to put up with celebrity behavior when they try to work for them and be under them as far as like getting into the industry, I wonder if this is this is just another extension of parasocial relationships. Like as far as the ramifications of what it means to have a parasocial relationship with a celebrity. Like you think that there are this glorified version of what they've put out. And so you expect this person and you've on a certain level, thought about them on a more deeper level as far as like, oh, they would never hurt me. They stand for this and the third. So I know they would have to care about me. And so now we kind of see the reality of what that kind of means to have that parasocial relationship for those who happen to get in proximity to the said celebrity. What happens when, you yeah, know, that reality is crushed? Somebody in the chat says they believe the hype and saw the monster instead. Yeah. I don't know. It's very interesting to look at because I am studying sociology in college right now. And this case is actually kind of interesting to look at as far as like parasocial relationships and what by extension that could mean for those who actually, you know, heavily invest into that parasocial relationship to get in proximity with said celebrity. And then, you know, how that relationship in reality can turn into something very, you know, evil or unfortunate. Mm -hmm. I think that's all of my thoughts on that. It's just something I really want to, you know, watch play out because I don't really have much of an opinion quite yet, especially since they've gone to the media so quickly, but it's definitely interesting to see. All right. Well, thank you so much for calling in. Thank you for having me. I'm such a fan. Thank you. It's good talking to you. 
So now let me ask y'all this. Um, Cause we're living in a whole new world of celebrity, right? And I see people saying it could be a humiliation ritual and stuff like that. But I also feel too, that a lot of these celebrities talk too much. And when you're literally putting everything out there, nothing is off limits. You know, they're, they're always bragging about sex. Um, there, there's no coof in these interviews. So it's almost like you're giving the powers that be right if they really want to humiliate you and bring out fake cases against you, there's enough stuff out there to put together. Because even in that interview, she was saying, yeah, I was watching a couple fuck in front of me and, you know, I can't wait to eat a poon, uh, a poon uh, what would she say? Eat the banana out the pussy and all this goofy stuff. And I need my potassium. So it's almost like they can concoct stuff to where it does really make you look crazy because they talk too much. What happened to just going and promoting your album? Go like, you know, like celebrities back in the day, they didn't talk that vulgar. We didn't know all that stuff about them. And it's like, now it's almost like they're being forced to share so much overtly sexual stuff, almost to me, where they can hang it over their head later. And that's why a lot of that stuff is coming to bite her, literally, no pun intended, in the ass. Because they're able to say, well, shit, she is a freak. Look at this interview. Exactly. A lot of it is overcompensating. So let me go ahead and take on some more calls here. Um, let me bring on Erica. Go ahead and unmute your microphone. Hey, T. Hey, how are you? I'm doing good, girl. I'm glad to uh, have been chosen. <laughs> But yeah, I agree with the other sentiments, especially the one where you said that um, basically she was fraternizing with the coworkers a little bit too much because that's what I feel like it was. And I, I even mentioned this in your video that you posted uh, earlier about the situation in the comment section that the just from the interviews, because you know, lawyers have a way of like really drafting things to make it sound kind of worse than it actually happened, you know, with their legalese and things like that. So based off their interviews that they were showing on ABC or whatever um, network they were doing their interviews on, it just really sounded like she was, Lizzo was really heavy into like, you know, after you hang out with a group of people that you work really close with, you do form friendships. And it seems like that was kind of like what it was. Mm -hmm. And now true enough, they may have been uncomfortable and things like that, but it really did sound like, you know, how you get with your friends and y'all doing like really crazy things. And your friends are convincing you to do like just some wild stuff, just so you can have something to laugh at years later kind of stuff. And it kind of sounded like two different, like sort of like a misunderstanding, but sort of not, you know what I mean? I don't think it was malicious, as as malicious as they're trying to paint it out to be. So you think they're cloud chasing, they're just trying to get money? What a do you little think bit, a little bit, yeah, especially after now, you know, oh, you're going to fire me? Yeah, and my NDA is up? Yeah, let me go ahead and tell my side of the story kind of thing. So yeah, I think it is a, a little bit of a cloud chase. They're hyping it up more than it actually, like, I'm not saying it. Yeah, because I'm not going to lie. I was waiting for her to be like, we were dancing and we missed a step. And she was like, you fat bitch. But like, she didn't say that. So I'm like, well, what did she say? Well, she alluded. It's a lot of, you know, mush mouth talk. Either spit it out or move up or move around and get out my face. Because it's just like, you're not telling us like, what did she do? They're saying that they were shamed. Well, it's like, she said it like this and I felt like she was talking to me. So it is in a way, it's just very interesting the way that they're even conducting these interviews. It's like, just spit it out. What was said and what was done? 
Absolutely. The only thing that we really know is the banana thing, and that was in the court documents. Even they weren't willing to really talk about that right away in clarity. Right, right. And, you know, and I, personally, I've been a big girl all my life. So I know when somebody's is eluding and I can definitely tell you, no, X, Y, and Z was said. And that is, is you know, I can, I will be able to pinpoint it. I wouldn't be like, uh, oh, mysterious about um, how I felt like she said something. No, she said this, this eluded. I mean, this was, I, I would be able to say this is this and that is that, you know. So I I really do think that I'm not saying that the events didn't happen. I'm just saying that they're hyping it up a little bit, bit more than it actually was to maybe get a little bit more of a payoff, to get a little bit more fame, to get a little bit um, more exposure and things like that. So that's my views on it. All right. Well, thank you for calling in, sis. Good talking to you. Nice talking to you, too. Definitely. All right. Let me go ahead and bring on Mandy. Mandy, go ahead and unmute your microphone. Hey. Hello. Hi. Hey, how are you? Hi. Finally joining your Zoom. I'm such a big fan. Well, welcome. <laughs> um, yeah, um, with the Lizzo thing, I also just think they're cloud chasing, like, like everyone has kind of come to that conclusion because what that girl was saying, like when she talked about the looting and what exactly happened? It just seemed like Lizzo did cross boundaries and she forgot that this is and she was pushing on her freaky shit onto people who didn't want it. And they allowed her to just because she's Lizzo. So I don't even think there's much of a case. I think quit and go home. Like I I feel like this is this is not our like as the public, I don't think that we should get into a pro about it because yeah, it just seems like cloud chasers who got the short end of the stick, I guess. Uh, yeah, I, I don't think anybody should be losing too much sweat over this case, especially after the whole Carly Russell situation. I'm going to sit back. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. And I, I just think also Louise is a bit weird. Like I, like you said, I after she started like posting stuff and trying to get attention and then she gets negative attention, she was complaining. So I, I was off her as well. So I really don't even care about this story, to be honest. What I really, really, really want to talk about is the transsexual thing because mm -hmm. um, I'm from Kenya, but I live in Europe and I live in Hungary and also in both countries, like in Kenya being um, LGBTQ, it's criminalized. So if you're caught, you can actually be put in jail for a long time and then here Wait, in Hungary what, hold on, your phone is breaking up what is criminalized um you know being gay lgbtq and all that stuff because in Kenya Africa they don't oh really in Kenya okay yeah okay. yeah I'm from I'm from Kenya but I live in Hungary now okay I'm studying, I'm studying here and also in Hungary it's not illegal but they do not have the right to marry like it's still not accepted so it's still not accepted they can probably walk around hand in hand, kiss on the street and all of that, but they cannot get married or adopt, or adopt children. So I live in a country, I've been, I've only been in countries where it's not, you know, um, allowed. And I feel like even now it's going to get like a bit more intense in those countries because of what's going on in America, because as are watching like from Kenya and what, seeing what's going in America, going on in America and you know like the the whole period conversation like my mom called me and had a conversation with me about it and she's even like now praying and just hoping because I have a younger brother and she's like 
praying and hoping he's not getting influenced by all this stuff. But like what's going on in America is gonna, I feel like the way the transsexual women, I would say, the, the men who become women, I feel like a lot of them are making the general public and the world at large um, kind of put off with like the whole LGBTQ thing. And it's unfortunate because I don't think that everyone, obviously not all of them are like ridiculous and, you know, trying to get things, do things for attention, but it does have like, I would say the rest of the world watching and, you know, being kind of like now a bit more apprehensive about it, I would say. And like school my younger brother goes to, um, it's a British system school and I went to Kenyan high school, so I did Kenyan education, system of education. So there they don't allow no type of relationships, even heterosexual relationships. You know, African schools are very Christian based. I would say very Christian based, no, you know, kissing and all that stuff. So, um, yeah. So I would say that the just sorry, the transsexual thing for me is. It's kind of off-putting that's the only thing I can say it's off-putting and it's unfortunate because I think it trickles down to like the LGBTQ community as a as a whole and it's unfortunate and I just I hope that they would see that it's 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 doing them more harm than good in the in the kills I would say okay well thank you so much for calling in Mandy it was good talking to you um, somebody in the chat wrote this. Let me go ahead and read this. I see he has a bunch of likes. Um, okay, she says, T, I worked as a producer's assistant and director's assistant for several years, including alongside a supervisor who works closely with certain Black female director who directed the MLK movie. She was so vile, especially to Black women, me included, one of the worst jobs I ever had. I can't believe this director constantly hires this woman a lot of Black Hollywood appears nice, but we only see the persona that they put online. I have seen a pattern of big producers hiring people close to them that have horrible attitudes. How is it possible you constantly hire someone like that without batting an eyelash? My point is we don't know these people. And at the end of the day, these performers are just doing a job. It doesn't mean that you're a good person. I've been to these rap parties where producers hire strip club, hit the strip club after, super inappropriate. Yeah, and I think that also goes back to the whole situation, like not mixing your friendships with your work coworkers. You know, like for me, I just never really got down like that. Like I made friends with certain coworkers, but I didn't really hang out with my coworkers like that. I left them at work. You know what I mean? There might have been like, you know, one or two that I was close with, but I, I don't want to be like friends with everybody in the office. And I think that you have to look at it like that, even in those type of situations. Like, why would you invite somebody, you know, who's there to dance in your video to then go hit the strip club? Because again, you don't even know if they might be trying to set you up or shake you down. So I think you have to be smart. You have to, you know, think logically on both ends. So let me go ahead and bring on um, Miss Scully B. Go ahead and unmute your microphone. Somebody said they're saying Lizzo's guilty because she hired Bill Cosby's lawyer. Ooh. Uh oh. Can y'all hear me? Yeah, we can hear you now. Uh, okay, good. Ooh, I was just about to leave out the door. Um, I just want to say about the Lizzo thing that I've kind of been in a situation like that with a producer of mine 
that was actually my first time ever going to the strip club. And we all went out to the strip club one night. And, you know, now me, I'll say this. I've always been a little bi-curious, so I didn't mind. You know, they had to coax me to go up there and, you know, to to give the the performer money and, oh, you know, just go go do this, do that, or whatever. But for me, it really wasn't a problem because I kind of wanted to do it anyway. But in that same situation, had I not already wanted to do it, it would have been nothing for me to say, okay, I'm not doing it, and just walked away. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, your job could have been, you know, on the line or whatever. But if she's that bad of a person and it's that bad of a situation, why would you want to stay in it in the first place? Right. That's my thing about it. As far as everything else with the um the trans community, I just want to say as far as that, I'm very, very disappointed in some of the remarks and the, the dialogue that's been going on around that as far as some of the um the people that that played on polls because that was actually like my my introduction to the trans community or whatever and I was like an ally you know what yeah, I'm I really like, like polls that was my show I really enjoyed it for you guys I want you guys to have the rights and, and everything like that but at the same time if we as as natural born women are giving you and showing you the same respect of okay, well you want to be called this, you want to be referred to as this, okay, we'll call you this, we'll refer to you as this. You don't want to be called that, we won't refer to you as that. But if we're telling you the same thing in return and we're not getting the, the same reciprocity, like okay, turn about a fair place. So you can't tell me that you want me to call you this, but then you don't want to call me a natural born woman like I'm asking you to. I'm not a, I'm not a, a, a what was it, the, the, the newest term that, they, that I just saw in the chat, uterus haver, uh, um, chest, chest feeder or whatever. All of these, these other terms miss me with all of it. I am a woman. I was born a female. I was born a woman. And me saying that is not me being jealous of anybody. That's not me coming for anybody. That's not me challenging anybody else's manhood or womanhood. But don't come for mine. That's my my thoughts on the situation. Other than that, everybody, you know, have at it. Do what you do. Just be respectful. But if you can't have respect and if you surely can't, Give the same respect that at this point you are demanding, then I'm not respecting that. You can kiss my ass. Simple as that. All right. That's it. That's all I have to say. All right. Well, thank you for calling in, Scully. All right. Thank you. Bye, everybody. Bye. Okay, let me go ahead. Um, we're gonna go to about 7:35. I know we've been out here since about 5:30. Um let me see here. Destiny, go ahead and unmute your microphone. Hi, T. Happy belated birthday. Thank um, you. I hope you really enjoyed it. I did. I just really wanted to come on here and talk about this little situation because it was really bothering my spirit. Um, like the first thing was the comment section and about all the people defending Lizzo 
And I feel like a lot of people's initial response was, how can Lizzo be fat shaming women when she's big? And my first thing was, any person, any shape, size, color can be a bully. Mm. And I think a lot of people think that just because you've been victimized by another person that that automatically makes you like empathetic and sympathetic to other people. And I don't think that that's true. Um, Somebody made a comment in my YouTube comment section. They said that they're a big girl and some of the the main people who have teased them for their way were other big people. Absolutely. I I absolutely agree. I used to have a best friend who was a big girl and she, and I'm a dark skinned woman and she constantly talked about my skin tone, constantly brought up how I was dark skinned. And, you know, people just pick and choose. It doesn't matter how you look, you know, where you came from. Anybody can be a bully. So that was my first thing. Um, my second thing was, I just feel as though, like the woman in the comment said of Zoom was that, you know, you can, somebody, you, we all had that one kid in school that was, he got in front of his mom and he was nice. <laughs> you know, he wasn't a bully. He wasn't picking on kids. And then the moment his mom left, he turned into a monster. And I just think that could be anybody. And I really feel like that could be Lizzo. And I don't think just because she outwardly can be a nice person, that means she's a nice person behind closed doors. And I think we just need to be 100% about that. You know, we had the same assumption about Bill Cosby. We thought, oh man, he was a, a family man. He could never do something like this to women. And it turned out to be true. Right. Um. And then another thing was just about this woman who came out and she may be a clout chaser, but I don't think that that disqualifies all the other people that are coming out that are not involved with the lawsuit, which I feel makes them valid because it's like they're not trying to get monetary gain from this. They are just expressing their concerns and their experiences. And just because this one lady may have even came up with the lawsuit and presented it and may be a clout chaser. I don't think that that eliminates all the other experiences that other women are talking about. That's true. I definitely believe that where there's smoke, there's fire. So I don't think all these people are necessarily lying or chasing clout. We'll just have to see, because again, there's people who are not tied to the lawsuit, like that videographer who said that Lizzo was very nasty and very, exactly. you know, she's for a check. And there were other people that also co-signed, what the videographer said, and even one of my tea sippers is friends with the videographer and said that when her situation had happened with Lizzo, because a person wrote the comment that the videographer told her as well, like that's like her personal friend. So yeah, I definitely believe that there, there's definitely something, something ain't right in their camp. Absolutely. That, that religious lady, she just creeped me out. Uh, anybody Absolutely. Who has, like overly, you know, these are serious allegations and everything is God. And oh, God said today is such a glorious day. Girl, like, and I also people like that make me side eye them too. And it makes me irritated as a person that's a fellow Christian that it makes people that are not Christians have this outward look on Christians. And that, that's all I want to say about that lady. But it's just, and the last thing I want to say about Lizzo was that we cannot dismiss the claims that's happening because she's a woman. And I think that a lot of people feel like it's not a big deal because uh, my girlfriend I used to work with, we did this, that, the third. That's not the point. When I come to work, I want to work. That's yeah. what I want to do. And if you say, let's go on an activity and let's go out, I can say yes, but that doesn't automatically mean I'm going to drink. I'm going to smoke. 
I'm going to participate in promiscuous activities just because we may be cool at work. And I think that Lizzo has behaviors that would be completely predatory if it was a man. And we just need to like not put it out there that all because girls have this kind of code that we can just be sexual with each other. Not all girls are like that. And not all women want to be, you know, around women who want to throw their cat in their face and stuff. You know what I mean? Like, so I just think that we need to just be open-minded to every type of victim because just because, you know, these women are coming from Lizzo and Lizzo's a woman, Lizzo's actions have been questionable since, um, I think his name is Chris Evans, the Captain America guy that she was like being a total creep over, (laughs) you know, so. That's all I really wanted to say. Okay, well, you made some really good points. I appreciate you calling in, sis. Thank you, T. Love you. Love you too. Bye. Yeah, that is a really good point, you know, especially when it's women, you know, when accusations come up against women, um, they don't get the same smoke as when it's men. You know, not everything is let's wait and, you know, we got to see. So, yeah, they're definitely... It's definitely different. If these were accusations with a man, you'd be seeing all types of grooming words and all types of stuff. He's a pedo. It'd be even though the girls are grown, <laughs> you'd see all this attached to a man. So yeah, she made some really good points with that. Let me go ahead and bring on. I'm gonna take a few more calls. Um, Ronald Harvey, go ahead and unmute your microphone. Hey, how you doing, T? I'm doing good. How about you? I'm good, good, good on this Friday Eve and everything. You know what I'm saying? Just chilling, listening to our, everybody comments and all the beautiful people in here. So, it's but, Thursday. yeah, yeah, Friday Eve, Friday Eve. Oh, Friday. I thought you said Friday evening. I'm like, hold up. Now yeah. I have to look at the clock. No, Friday <laughs> Eve, Friday okay. Eve. <laughs> you know, the day before, the day like, before Friday. Don't tell yeah. me that because this week is going by so fast. I'm like, hold up, Friday already? But yeah, okay. No, 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 no. I know it's Thursday. I know it's Thursday. But uh, yeah, but I wanted to give my thoughts on the whole Lizzo thing. One thing I understand, the whole thing I've been watching, first and foremost, I hope it's not true with yeah. the whole Lizzo thing because of because that's one thing. I hope it's not true because it's going to, it's gonna make her look real crazy and it's gonna it's gonna hurt hurt her image a lot more and a lot of people that really counter count it on her to be the champion of her positivity and everything it's gonna really hurt hurt her in the long run, especially what she's trying to do in the future. Plus, on top of that, when somebody gets picked on or shamed or is 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 hurt, it's an energy that comes with it that if they don't deal with that, they're going to protrude it to other people. They're going to protrude it to other people. They're going to they're going to be that same person that that they were that they were getting teased on. It's like a person. I don't want to take it into a darker place, but a person that was, you know, molested at a younger age. Sometimes they grow up and be the molester of other people later on in their in their um in their life. So sometimes if you don't deal with that type of trauma that you experience, whether it's, and especially when you get money, you get power, you get, you get all these um, influence, you can, you, you really see the attitude or the, the idea of who that person really is when they have power over people and over, over people that, you know, that serves them or people, the yes people around them and they, and they, um, you know, things of that nature. So yeah, yeah, that's just my thoughts. 
It's very easy yeah. as celebrities and influencers too. I think these are real conversations that people have to have with their children as well. Because mm-hmm. you have people who get into spaces who maybe in their regular life, they weren't the popular girl or guy in school. You know, nobody really cared about them. And now they're viral. They're building their, you know, social media brand or they become a celebrity, whatever. And it's like, that can really go to people's heads. And people need to understand that, that like you said, sometimes the abuse then in turn become the abuser. You know, perfect example, like I said earlier, was Harvey Weinstein, you know, because when he was younger, he wasn't seen as attractive. He couldn't get the girl. So once he got all this fame and power and notoriety, he in turn started abusing other people. So people have to really watch for that. And even influencers too, you have to check that. Like, like influencers don't understand, especially with young people, the power that they have and the power that they hold. You right. know, and so some of these influencers need to understand that as well. Right, absolutely. And I, I've seen people in the chat room say it's not the positive about but cheeks being out because I remember one time I'm watching the Laker game because I'm a I'm a huge Los Angeles Lakers fan and she was in the front row with her ass cheeks out thinking she was Prince and everything. But and I was like, what the hell is she doing? But what's not positive to me is probably positive to somebody else. You know what I'm saying? So it is what it is. But like I say, I hope in for her sake, for her moving forward, that this is all just a money grab from the girls or whatever, because if this is true, this is not going to be good for her in the future. But thank you so much, T. I appreciate it. And uh, everybody take care and, and, be, and be safe out there. Please be safe out there. Definitely. Thank you for calling in. All right. Let me go ahead and bring on uh, Tisha. Go ahead and unmute your microphone. Hi, T. Hello. How are you? I'm doing good. How about you? I'm doing good. Girl, I've been listening to you for a while now. So I'm just, I'm I'm over too nervous, child. But um, I just wanted, (laughs) I just wanted to tap on the um, transgender issue Mm -hmm. um, really quick. I am going to go another way with it because I've been looking at this for a while now. And from what I gather, I feel like it's more of an agenda. And I'm real big on conspiracy theories and a lot of predictive programming. And when I see like dystopian type movies or futuristic, you if you notice, you hardly ever see children in them anymore. And I really think that this powers that be whoever they are. I think this is really an agenda on the back end for depopulation and for it to be one sex, one person, one culture, one gender. Um, and I think in the long run, we're going to see a drastic effect. That's just my view on on the whole thing, because the way they're pushing it on the back end, I'm like, uh, this this thing is more like an agenda being pushed. And I know that there are some people who have this issue and, and maybe actually do want to change genders. But I think the way they're pushing it and the way they don't want us to have any more kids, the way they don't want us to even like. I was watching Demolition Man the other day and I was like, they wasn't even having sex. Like it was more like no sex, no love, no companionship. Everybody wearing the same thing. Everybody wearing the same clothes. Remember in the Matrix, all of those babies were being incubated. They didn't need. Right, right, right. And and that's very interesting that you say that because even with this whole agenda of non-binary, what does it mean to be non-binary? Like that you don't have any, you don't subscribe to any gender. Well, that doesn't make any sense. You know what I'm saying? So even them pushing the they, them, that's another way to get rid of the male, female gender. Right. 
it, right. Or even like if, um, let me see, Soil and Green, no children. And if and in the movies where they do have children, it's they're hiding the kids because you wasn't supposed to have the kids or it may be few far in between. And so I'm like, this is something that they're pushing. And I think I was looking at uh, um, a, um, uh, what do you call it? Like a magazine one day and they was like, the way we're going to look in 50 years, everybody's going to look the same. Like black men with the water shaped noses, dark skin, the different tech, the, the kinkier hair, that's going to be nothing more in about 50 years. Everybody's going, going to look. going to be very racially ambiguous. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Every, it's, just, it's just no culture. Nothing. And I think that's where we're headed with that. So um, that's just all I wanted to just, I just want to throw my two cents in. Yeah. okay and thank you for taking my call <laughs> definitely and there's a lot of people in the chat agreeing with you even Deanie's saying that it it comes kind of like um what she say uh draft punk I think something she had just wrote yeah something. draft draft punk and um I mean I could think of and even they live if you think of any movie mm-hmm. that was dystopian you hardly see baby pregnant women because first off they're going to sterilize us through the food through other things that they're doing, they, I, I think it's going to even get to the point they're going to say, won't you help the world and won't you sterilize yourself? Just like they say, buy back guns. Won't you let us buy back your uterus? Because you don't want to add to this climate change agenda that we have. We got too many people. Won't you help out and not have any more kids? Like, I think this is where we're going with this because they can't fully control us and implement the new world order if it's this many of us. There's just no way. And especially with the way we think, they don't need thinkers. So they're like, no, we need people that's on this on, on board what we got going on here. And that's just what I think is happening. And I also wanted to say really quick, um, I used to only listen to conspiracy channels on YouTube. And I used to listen to this guy named Black Child. And he used to give you oh. so much credit. He used to give you yeah. so much props in his videos. And that's what made me start listening to you because he would say your uh-huh. research was top tier. He was like, lovely tea research is top tier. She doesn't do what I do. But I still, he used to use your videos yeah. to kind of blend in with his stuff. I don't know if anybody remember Black Child. Black but Child. We talked, yeah, so we talked I don't like know. once or twice. He's I felt like y'all sweet. did. I was like, yeah. they had to have talk because he really spoke highly of you. And now he kind of fell off. And I'm like, well, Lord, where is he We at? don't know where he's what? at. Ain't nobody seen Black Child in years. Because he, he kept getting demonetized. Then they kept taking down his videos. And he was one of the few yes. black truthers. Few, like, exactly. go in. And I remember the yes. last thing he did was when Rihanna dropped her Fenty makeup. And he broke that shit down, what it meant. All the way down. And, yes, All he the did. And then after All that, the they took him off of YouTube. And then he tried to start his website. And I don't know what happened after that. I have not and seen I- him since. A little weird stalker. I go there every now and again. I'm like the same video still sitting there, and I left the comment, and it's like people really miss him. They but miss him. I don't know. I don't know what happened to him. But he gave you credit. I started listening to you from there, and then wow. that's how I found you. So you just never know who's giving you credit on the back. I don't know if you ever saw in the videos, but he would like insert you in some of the videos, and I was like, oh snap! So that's when I started listening to you. So. Wow, um, well, girl, I love what you're doing, and I'm gonna start calling in more now because I don't build my confidence up. Okay, so. good. You made some good points. We love a good conspiracy, honey. <laughs> I love you too. Okay, thank you. All right, nice talking to you.
Man, she brought it back. I when I tell y'all, I really miss Black Child, and I just man, it's it's a whole different world on the internet. There were so many truthers back then, and they just literally they got ran off. You know, it was sad. A lot of people, and I remember um, I was, I don't think he ever even started a Patreon, but I know I support a lot of truthers on Patreon. People who I know are not monetized, I support them every month, the same way I do Netflix and all this other stuff. If you are edifying me, I'm going to cut you a check. Here you go. And it's just really sad. Like so many of them are just gone, you know, but I, I really hope that Black Child comes back. That would be just awesome. He was dope. But that was his last big video was about Fenty. That was his last big video. Um, so let me go ahead. We're going to take one more call, y'all. We're going to take one more call. And we got a lot of hands up. This has been such a great stream. Lots of dialogue. Let me go ahead and bring on um, Kay Dente. Go ahead and unmute your microphone. Or Katie. Um, hi. I've been, I've been watching you for so long. It's, it's crazy actually talking to you. Hi. Um, <laughs> I, I just wanted to talk about like the, the Jess Hilarious video. And like one of the points she mentioned in the video was like, oh, you you never come be us from us. You you will be nothing without us. And it's just, I don't know. I just felt like some like trans and gay people, I don't know. They're like their first people who like the demeaned them and like cast them away are unfortunately like their female relatives and saying um like like how is that motherhood when you're like casting away your children for being gay and trans I, i'm not saying like black women they they are the main abusers of the gay and trans community because it's definitely like do men and straight men but i don't know i'm sorry no, I hear no, like I hear trying to get emotional. And I'm hearing myself in the background. Is this something that you experienced yourself? And that's why it really hurt when she was saying that. Yeah, kind of like when you're growing up in my childhood, mm -hmm. uh, things I'm not trans myself, but you know, it's, it's similar what trans and gay deal with. But I don't know. I just don't like all this animosity between gay, trans, whatever, and biological cis, whatever. Okay. It's just lots of hatred that's not unnecessary. And, I, and you know, gay, gay and trans, they give misogyny to women too. That just needs to end, but that's just all I want to say, sorry. No, you're fine. I appreciate you calling in and, you know, again, this is what it's about. It's about dialogue and hearing from people from all different walks of life. So I appreciate you calling in. It was good talking to you. So let me go ahead um, and bring on, let me see here. Oh, she must have just left. Okay. Oh, no, she is. Okay, you know, Virgo Soul, go ahead and unmute your microphone. Hey, T-Boo, hey. I thought you weren't going to get to get to me today, but I'm glad you did because I just wanted to, to chime in on a transgender note. And I was just speaking to my um one of my gay friends yesterday. And I was like, I don't know what to feel about this because 
almost didn't want to say anything about the subject because I never want to be as bad as the next person. Put it back. I never want to be as bad as the, the next person. So um, I didn't say anything, but I was talking to him because I feel like he's gay and I was in a safe place. And I like to consider myself, you know, sexually fluid. But um, I felt like, first of all, transgender, don't call me sis. I don't know where this came from. And I didn't like it. I don't want to be called that. Then for you to question who owns a period when you don't get one and, and like PMS is real. They don't even have enough studies behind PMS and why women act the way they act and feel the way they feel. So if you cannot feel me and act the way I act or, or understand my monthly, then I don't think you should be able to claim something. And as a mother who has four children, and I breastfed all four of them for over a year. You are not going to call me a chest breeder, whatever you call a chest feeder. I ain't nobody's chest feeder. So, you know what I'm saying? I just feel offended by all of that. And I really want us to be uni unified. Like, I feel like if you want us to have unity in the world, why do y'all keep playing these games in the media to put us against each other? Why do you make it uncomfortable for people to have a choice as far as a voice? When I'm watching a movie and I want to watch a kid's movie with my child, I got to see about some gay couple in the movie or somebody's sexuality. I don't care. And I like everybody. I like, I don't care, you know, be free, be who you are. But why do I have to hear about it. Why do I have to be subjected to it and it be like forced down my throat? You understand? Mm -hmm. And then you want to judge how I feel or call me and change. Like you can change who you are, identify as. But I didn't ask to be identified as sis, a chest feeder, or none of that. I'm just a woman who had children who have a period who goes through PMS, and I wish they did have more information on PMS because it's real. It's like temporary insanity. Until you get that temporary insanity, you got nothing to say about mine. You know what I'm saying? So we own this shit straight up, coming from a, a bio woman. Okay. And that's really all I had to say. And Lizzo, she she a big freak. She about to be getting in trouble in these streets. On that's just about that. She was she said it. You know, them videos show it all. And I do think there's two troops, you know what I'm saying? So she may not be all that bad, but you you put yourself out there for them to even make you look like, you know? And that ain't AI. That's you saying that. So that's how I feel about the whole subject, see. All right. Well, thank you so much for calling in. It was good. Oh, yeah. Happy birthday, boo. Love you. Thank you. Appreciate it. Season. <laughs> All right. Let me go ahead and bring on Cece. Go ahead and unmute your microphone. Hey, T. Hello. How are you? Good. Happy belated birthday. It's Leo season. Thank you. One thing I, I have to say before I get started is I sat here and listened from beginning to end in the community that you've cultivated, where everyone's truly respectful, kind, bringing in their opinion, being strong on who they are and how they believe, but still respecting each other. Mm -hmm. It just gave me peace. Like I was afraid to kind of touch this subject, mm -hmm. but just how everybody showed up is amazing. And that's something that you cultivated with the community. So I just have to say kudos to you. Thank you so much. I appreciate that. And, and kudos to y'all as well, you know, that we can have dialogue like this like adults you yes. know without attacking and name calling and dragging each other we can agree to disagree and that's it so agreed. I appreciate everybody who came tonight as well agreed agreed um with the Lizzo situation so um I'm in my law studies I read the docket <laughs> and what it seems like from what I've gathered so far they don't have a lot to stand on um, because you can't sue a person for being a bad person. You have to have 
facts and you have to be able to show them and hearsay is not something that will stand in court. Um, so I'm interested to really see how this all shakes out. Um, it is easier to come against someone as a group than to stand singularly on an offense. So I'm really interested to really fall back, read everything as things come out to see how it shakes out. From what I'm reading in the docket, the hope or what I gather, the hope is um, the, the plaintiffs are hoping that Lenzo probably settles um, and she can settle quietly and pay them and they're gone. I'm pretty sure that's what they're hoping for. Do they have an amount, a dollar amount that they're looking for? They did not say, it was not disclosed. Okay. But that'll be their best bet for Lizzo to settle. What makes it harder for her to settle, because if she settles, it will give us in the public a different opinion. And just like how you think of like Michael Jackson, how he settled, if he was truly innocent, why did he settle? So her reputation is in kind of the throes of this. So for Lizzo, it's easier for her to settle, pay them off, they're gone, but she is still going to face the ripple effects of it as well. The flip side, if I was like uh, defending Lizzo, I would tell her to drag this out as long as possible until they have no more money. That's what I would do. Typically when you are affluent, have money, you can really drag on um, litigation for a long time to the point the person just gives up. So that's what Lizzo can do to kind of stand her case. But I sat up there and read that whole 85 page docket to see what really was going on and what they were uh, going against. And also they're going against like her lead dancer at the time um, as well. And I don't think she got no money to do to settle. So it's very interesting. I'm not a fan of Lizzo. I thought the way she always just kind of showed up was just not my cup of tea, but mm-hmm. yeah, I, it, it may be a money grab, but we won't know until the facts come out. Now, somebody was telling me today that supposedly one of the girls has cell phone footage. Mm-hmm. I guess the treatment that they had because that's my thing you know especially the public we need receipts right 100 percent. all of this stuff because you know it's one thing to say this is what happened but people want evidence where there's secret recordings you know what's going on and then another thing is do you feel mm-hmm. that maybe Lizzo knew this was coming down the pipeline because remember the song rumors that mm-hmm. video came out a year ago and everything she said is what's going on now a year later I don't think they might have been trying to shake her down. I don't think Lizzo explicitly knew. She probably had a feeling because I don't think Lizzo has the decorum, like professional decorum, how we move in in our workspace Mm -hmm. is very different from how honestly our white counterparts sometimes move. And Mm -hmm. I think she got too comfortable because she's the boss and everything goes the way she says. And she got uncomfortable. They have a motive because they were fighting. So they can be the, the, the disgruntled employees that got terminated. So it can be some back and forth. Typically, T, in a docket, um, all evidence is included in dockets unless it's redacted. So you can see text messages, pictures. Um, as for if they had recordings without Lizzo's consent, that may be not even added in court because you have to get, depending on your state, you have to get the person you're recording's permission to record them. If you record it because you have something tied to your hip or your purse, you cannot say, well, I have her saying X, Y, and Z in court, depending on the state. Mm-hmm. Okay. So I'm, I'm interested. Um, yeah. When it comes to the trans uh, situation, this is not the legal side. This is the me side, <laughs> the more uh-huh. emotional side of the house. It is so hard to be a woman. 
and especially a black woman. And I think, I don't want to speak for all the women here, but for me, I was kind of frustrated, not kind of, I was very frustrated by this. Um, I was angered by this and I had to really kind of reconcile with myself and say, Sierra, why are you so angry? Why are you so frustrated? And it's because it's so hard. We are, we hear it all the time. Black women are the least protected. It feels like we're constantly getting poked. It seems like we're constantly being hurt and constantly being bullied. And I wish sometimes I can look at all black women and say, are we okay? And I think the answer would be no, we're not okay. But life goes on and we have to keep pressing. We have to be there for our kids, our husbands, our families. We have to keep working, providing. We have to step in for men that's not carrying the weight or don't wanna carry the weight anymore. We are tired and I think we're hurt in so many different areas, but we have to keep on keeping on. And with this same issue, we typically are on the front lines. We're on the front lines of Black Lives Matter. We're on the front lines of accepting LGBT and trans. And then to turn around and say, we have no value or to say we're better than just who you are or we, we've mastered being a woman. We have surpassed who you are and what you think you are, how you identify. And that's painful because oftentimes we're the birth of, of so many different things and we get we get so many things hijacked. The, the Me Too movement got hijacked from us. Diversity got hijacked from us. Uh, all of the things we can think of that's huge gets hijacked from black women and we keep our head down and we keep on keeping on. We can't, we're not protected by our men. We're not protected by society. We don't protect each other anymore as women. Mm-hmm. It's hard. It's hard. And over time, you keep poking the bear, we're going to explode. And that's just kind of my stance on it, where I'm like, listen, I'm so happy and proud to be a woman, a Black woman at that, but it's not easy. It's not easy. And I'll be damned if anybody rewrites my existence in this world. I'd rather God take me home before I have to redefine who I am for anybody. Mm, That's powerful, sis. Thank you. Very, very powerful. And, you know, again, I think that this dialogue is very important to have. And it's also good to remember, too, that the majority of the people who keep the drama and the disrespect going, they're doing it for attention. They're doing it to stir the pot, mm-hmm. you know, and that's where we need to also realize that as well um, and and not not take it in to where we're losing sleep behind it, but we just see what it is because yeah, we're not protected. And like you said, you know, even as women, we're not even protecting each other, you know? And I just think that at some point we have to get back into the real world. We have to get back into dealing with each other in real spaces. You know, we're growing up, there was Girl Scouts. There were, you know, Barbie clubs and, you know, things that, that brought together like a sisterhood. And there's not a lot of that anymore. Everybody's for self. Mm-hmm. I agree. I, I, uh, I made a statement. I'm a part of the back, Black professional group for women. And I said, this year and every year after this, let's not insult each other. Let's not be mean to each other. Let's not be slick, nasty with each other. Mm-hmm. And I got a lot of pushback. And I said, you know, I get it. Because typically as humans, somebody come at us sideways, I'm going to violate you. Like, I've been stabbed a couple of times. I've come a long way. Um, (laughs) But I now give grace. Like if you're a black woman 
and you say something slick or you got an attitude with me or you cut me off or you sharp with me, it's cool, sis. Have a good day. Because I refuse, like it's my personal goal. I refuse to disrespect another black woman. And if you taking me, taking me there, I'm walking away. I'm taking my, I control my presence. I'm moving, I'm moving left, moving right. I'm not going to disrespect you. And it's just a personal goal. And I just hope that if we can start amongst each other, building the community and really having each other's backs, like we'll be a much better. All right. Well, on that note, thank you so much for calling in, Cece. We'll be talking to you. And you guys, this has been a really, really good show. Like, I think there was a lot of wonderful dialogue, people calling in, the chat was cracking. So I really like this. I'm glad that we're kind of able to find another space for the green room. So thank you, everyone. I know it's getting late. It's almost eight o'clock, child. You know, we could talk for the next six hours. Um, but no, I really, really appreciate this. And thank you to everybody who came in. You know, this is like a test show last minute. Um, so this worked out wonderfully. So again, I think the, the key takeaway from this show is respect. You know, respecting each other. You know, I don't have to agree with you necessarily or, or agree with what you got going on, but there has to be a level of respect on both sides. And, you know, even with the Lizzo situation, that ties into that. You know, bosses need to respect their employees. Employees need to respect their bosses. Everybody just needs to give each other respect, grace. And, you know what I'm saying? Because we're all just trying to navigate this life. Nothing is easy. We're all trying to figure it out. None of us have the answers. And again, like I always say, when it boils down to it, we have way more in common as humans than we do the things that divide us. And that means gender, skin tone, you know what I'm saying, sexuality, trans, non-trans. If we just get rid of the divisive stuff, we will find out that we have so much more in common. So with that being said, everyone, thank you guys for coming through. We will do this again. Um, I know a lot of you guys have been requesting that we talk about the strike in Hollywood. So that's probably going to be the next topic. So definitely stay tuned. I will be posting that. Um, we'll do that conversation next week. So thank you again, everybody, and have a good night.